Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, New Zealand defends its Oceania Under-17 football crown. Another strong Pacific contingent prepares for the Cabramatta Nines. And the Silver Ferns complete a clean sweep of Samoa and Fiji. But first, the Oceania football community is mourning the death of Fijian under-17 player Charlotte Muniredi, who drowned on a team excursion in Samoa on Tuesday. Charlotte went missing while swimming in Savai. His body was discovered a short time later following a search, but attempts to revive him were unsuccessful. The midfielder made his international debut for the Fiji Under-17 side earlier this month at the Oceania Championship and scored in the group stage victory over the Cook Islands. The chief executive of the Fiji Football Association, Bob Kumar, says they are helping in any way they can. We were shocked to hear the news about midday yesterday. Then by later in the day, we got confirmation and there's nothing we can do from here except uh, express our condolences uh, to the family. And uh, we, Fiji Football, is trying to do everything possible to ensure that the body arrives here in time and we will assist the family with the funeral expenses, etc. The team had completed their commitments in the group stages. They were just you know, having a day looking around in Savai and were probably not far away from coming home and just a tragic freak accident. Yes, that is true. The, we had committed our pool playoff and because of the flight arrangements, the team is booked to fly back to Fiji this Friday. Naturally, they would have been going around to see the places and have a bit of a sort of activities. It was only a week and a half or so prior to that that he made his debut for his country uh, and you know, one of their matches, and of course, scoring a goal there against the Cook Islands as well, which, of course, for many people, uh, is you know an absolute highlight to represent your own country at the sport that you love. And by all accounts, he had uh, you know a, a bright future in the game ahead of him. So uh, you know, all the more tragic. But he was very highly regarded within his team and you know within the uh, football community. Yes, uh, we were told that he was coming out very well, and uh, he did play for the country and even scored some goals in the tournament. And naturally, he had the channels and he had a better prospect of uh, progressing at a higher level. So what happens from here, Bob? His family have been notified, and is it just a matter of supporting the family and the football community and, and just you know being available to assist where you can? We did notify the family yesterday before making any announcement. Uh, when we got the confirmation, uh, our officials went down to his residence in Nandi and explained the situation to the family. Tonight, our other officials are going there to see the family and offer the assistance financially for the funeral, etc. The Samoan police are looking into the incident and Oceania Football are also, along with yourselves at Fiji Football and Samoa Football, uh, assisting in various uh, avenues. Um, there's obviously going to be a funeral at some point and h- how does that all play out? We have been advised this morning that the police at the at Savai has have cleared him and the magistrate has also issued the certificates and the body is now being transferred to Apia this afternoon and uh, for embalming, etc., and our uh, counterparts, rather, uh, the, of the Samoan Football and the Oceania Football Confederation, who are uh, in uh, Samoa, are trying to sort out the repatriation of the body. We are hoping to hear shortly from them what arrangement they will make. We are having difficulties with the flight, because the plane that goes to Samoa during the weekdays is ATR-72, and uh, I believe they do not have the capacity to get a casket. So we are looking at it and maybe we'll have to work out some way or send the body through New Zealand.
But these are the possibilities that are being looked at, and I'm grateful that our uh, counterparts in Samoa and the OFC officials in Samoa are helping on this. So everybody is contributing, and we want to get the body back home as soon as possible. And obviously his teammates, will they have to stay in Samoa until that flight that they had scheduled for Friday? Are they receiving support uh, you know, whilst they're there at this point? Yes, uh, they are booked to fly out on Friday, and um, we are giving all the support and, uh, and assistance. Uh, the team is uh, sort of uh, shocked with, with the happenings, but uh, we are all trying to come to terms, and uh, hopefully everything should work out. That's the chief executive of the Fiji Football Association, Bob Kuma. Meanwhile, on the field, New Zealand sealed their place at the Under-17 World Cup in Chile later this year, but were forced to do it the hard way, edging Tahiti 5-4 on penalties in a dramatic Oceania final in Pangopango. The young All-Whites went ahead on the hour mark, but missed a penalty before conceding a late equaliser to send the match to a shootout. With Tahiti missing their first attempt, and New Zealand converting all five of theirs to confirm their World Cup berth. Six Pacific nations are among a bumper field of 32 rugby league teams competing at this weekend's Cabramatta International Nines in Sydney. The tournament has been running since 2003 and has become a meeting spot for the next wave of rugby league talent, with Niue and Vanuatu among the emerging nations that have benefited from the exposure. American Samoa coach Paul Robeck says his team has high hopes after a year away. Most of them been putting their hands up, um, but uh, yeah. 60% of them uh, have been with me since the start. New Zealand and Sydney, and uh, we've got one um, one guy from uh, UK this year. He's going over on Wednesday. And, of course, it gets more competitive as the years go on. We talk about the interest in the tournament. Uh, what are your expectations uh, You know, as, as more teams join up? I mean, how, how well do you think you can go? We're looking at uh, top four finish this year. Last year we um, had to pull out because of the death, death in the family, but um, the year before... We only got beaten by Papua. See, the Papua New Guinea was an national side. Straight after the tournament, they went and played West Tigers NRL side as a pre-season game. So they had a lot of heavyweights in there, and uh, they only beat us by uh, eight points. So yeah, that was quite a good run. There's, of course, the Pacific Games up in uh, Papua New Guinea later this year, where a lot of the uh, island countries will be participating in the Nines tournament. Does your team have any connection with a possible American Samoa team for that? Well, just all depends how we run here, right? It's, uh, that's going to be the big thing. Okay, and uh, you know, as the I mean, the Niner side game as well keeps growing, doesn't it? We've got the Auckland tournament this weekend. We've got uh, the Pacific Games that I just mentioned. There's uh, last year the Commonwealth Under 19s that Papua New Guinea went over and uh, and, and did quite well at that. And yep. you know, so th- there really seems to be a, a growing interest uh, in, in this form of the game. I mean, is it, is that something that you see as quite exciting and beneficial to the game? Oh, it's just going to get uh, bigger and uh, better because it's uh, a lot. It's so much inter- entertainment for the crowd. And it's um, it's a great head out for the boys at the start of the season. As it stands, obviously the Auckland Nines, the NRL competition, is you know going gangbusters after that first season last year. But you know, as it stands, there isn't technically an international competition to rival that club one. I guess in many ways, this is one of the best at the moment that keeps growing, and it's a really unique mix of countries. Uh, you know, it, it sort of fills that void as, at the moment. Yeah, no, it's, um, it definitely fills the void that uh, I think needed fully. They get a massive turnout, and it's a, it's a great day. And, uh, you know, how would you describe the level of competition or the quality of competition at the Cabramatta tournament? Have you noticed an increase in that, or is it a good standard? What's it sort of akin to? Things get, get better and better every year. I think it attracts more players, and um, my biggest problem has been American Samoa is that um, a lot of clubs won't release their players to American Samoa. They'd rather have them playing in their club, and seeing they're aligned to them, well, that's our other biggest issue. But this year we've got them all released, 
So um, we've got quite a few good names in here this year, so um, we're looking for a great result. Who should the fans be looking out for? What sort of clubs and what sort of players have you guys been uh, attracting for this team? A guy called Tinatali Papali, Jordan Meads, from, uh, he's playing over in England. Tinatali Papali, like I say, Vinny Ualiti was playing for uh, Mounties last year. They wouldn't release him, but he's got a release this year. Got Henry Godone, Denny Godone, Victor Tudawila. We've got, we know we've got a huge team. And um, we've got a guy, Justin Limali, who's um, reserve grade for Manly. So, you know, we've got, a, we've got a real strong side this year, which uh, we're quite happy with. Paul Robeck. Papua New Guinea, Cook Islands, Fiji, Samoa and Niue will all be flying the Pacific flag as well, with teams spanning five continents and Oceania scheduled to attend. The Philippines Rugby League founder and coach Clayton Watane says the tournament has helped put them on the map. We've been involved since 2012 um, and we first started off with one team. We are struggling at one stage there to get uh, a full side on the paddock. 2012, that's when um, Benawatu first started. They were quite successful in their first hit out. They went to the championship final and we went and we won the bowl championship. So for two Minnow teams to come into the competition to do successful was really good. The following year we ended up putting uh three sides in altogether. That's how much of an explosion Philippines National Rubber League had come about in twelve months. And now this is our second year having four four sides in the in the competition. So it's getting bigger and bigger each, each year. It's great because you've got Canada coming on board and you've got um South America, I think there's going to be El Salvador and Chile this year as well, which is good for um, South America as well. Thailand is back again. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really exploding. You know, rugby league isn't necessarily a, a natural sport or one that's uh, been traditional in a lot of these countries. What do you think it is about the, the sport that uh, seems to uh, obviously capture people's imagination? And, you know, I mean, Philippines alone, you've got four teams now, as you say, uh, and there was none a few years ago. Uh, so, obviously, yeah. the, the interest and in the, uh, you know, the talent is coming from somewhere. Yeah, well, a lot of the, a lot of our players are based in, here in Australia and in New Zealand, so um, they've grown up with the sport. But when we take the, the the game back into the Philippines, the locals actually can. It's a better product than what we do with our rugby union counterparts. If you know what I mean, it's not as technical, so it's a little bit more easier to teach and, and, and that with coaching clinics and so on. And also, the, they love the physicality of it. I mean, Filipinos just love love the um, contact side of things, even though they're not naturally big people, but they just love the contact, the collision zones, and things like that. It's a good product to, um, to coach and teach into the regions. That's what we're finding is a lot more successful than what probably rugby would did when they first started being, you know, more a bit more technical and those sort of things. Doing a little bit more development this year, we're starting up our new domestic competition in the Philippines with six new teams um, from August to October and, and so on. So it's uh, it's really really growing in that stature there. Plus we have a lot of um, PNG nationals that go to the Philippines and study. So they're also interested in putting sides in. To, to help grow the game development. And from that development perspective, you know, you talk about rugby league being a more simplistic uh, sport for perhaps those that are unfamiliar to sort of, you know, grab onto and, uh, you know, take an interest in. I guess Nines takes it to the extreme there, doesn't it, where uh, it's even more fast-paced, more running, uh, you know, less less rules uh, uh, again. And it seems to be uh, quite the development tool. You know, there's the Commonwealth Nines last year, which is uh, was uh, played over in, uh, in Scotland, sorry. Uh, we've got, of course, the... Pacific Games has a Rugby League Nines tournament this weekend. You guys are sharing the weekend with the Auckland Nines, of course, uh, the NRL Nines happening. So uh, it seems to be building uh, in a real push for a way to develop Rugby League globally. And the Nines format is doing a really good thing for us, especially with that NRL Nines in Auckland. That has also brought a lot more popularity into the sport as well. Having a Nines format is a lot more entertaining. It's, it's quick pace. Still got the big hits. 
as you know, and um, there's even um, talk on the um, the grapevine that there could be an Emerging Nations World Cup 9 tournament coming up. That'd be also another great concept to have for rugby league as well, especially in this format. Where do you sort of see the, these tournaments uh, going in the next few years? Because, you know, Cabramatta seems to be getting bigger. It's quite a, you know, mix of, uh, as we say, all these continents and all these teams. And mm. then you've got the mm. Nines over in Auckland, which is very slick and, you know, everyone knows what that is. It's fully professional. Uh, is there a yep. way of these tournaments merging or is it good to have them on the same weekend? Or do you think one overshadows the other? Or do you think Cabramatta can become something bigger? Or does it work the way it is? Is there room for an international Nines tournament that could be a regular thing. It's, it's a shame that it's on the same weekend because um we love the, the watch the Nines concept and so we're all going to be busy of course so we're pretty disappointed that it's on the same weekend but I think from a personal aspect I can see it going to like our um, rugby cousins where they have a, like a sevens um, network a series sorry um I reckon we can have a, like more and more interest comes on board and more and more sponsors and things like that I can see it going like a like a, a full nine circuit internationally I think why not it's you can still copy similar models of the, what the rugby does with the sevens. So I'm sure that we can do the same thing with the nines, definitely. That's the Philippines Rugby League founder and coach, Clayton Watanay. The Cabramatta Nines kick off bright and early this Saturday. The Silver Ferns completed a clean sweep of Fiji and Samoa last week with three lopsided victories in the Oceania Nepal series. The world's second-ranked team beat the hosts Fiji twice in Suva and Samoa once to underline the golf and class between netball's top teams and their Pacific counterparts. Samoa finished winless after a narrow loss against the host nation, but coach Marcia Hardcastle says the week was still valuable for her team. We had crucial errors at crucial times. Our error rate was fairly high, and just at the last probably minute and a half, we missed the shot, bad pass, and can't do that against BG. Your team has made progress with the Nations Cup and some events over the last couple of years. Do you, do you sense you're getting closer to Fiji, though? Oh, yeah, definitely. We were fatigued. Our fitness is not really there at this stage of the year, but um, we, that's something we've got to work on. The girls individually reflect on what they need to do here and now, but I guess it's open up a slather the next um, the trial starting at the end of the month. You had a couple of players that were unavailable, some of your top players, for this trip to Fiji for work commitments and whatnot, so it meant that others had an opportunity to step up and you know, I guess by and large, um, you know, what, what, what did you make of their efforts? Oh yeah, no, I thought the effort was awesome. For us, it's making sure that we can have a bigger pool you know, to work with and we, you know what we've got and just giving the girls that extra experience at international level. Has uh, the uh, performances over the last few days changed your thinking at all in terms of, you know, as you gaze ahead to that World Cup and who you think might fit into the jigsaw puzzle? Clearly there's a, probably a good eight there at this stage. We've got some development through some of our young girls, but uh, clearly I think probably about eight of the ones we took away this time. And you're allowed to pick 12 for the World Cup, is that right? Yes. Obviously, it was a great opportunity to go up to uh, Suva and have this tournament. I mean, you've been very busy in terms of match play in recent months. How good was that as a kickstart to 2015? Uh, you know, a match against the second-ranked team in the world and obviously a great tussle again against one of your great Pacific rivals. Only has to get better from Samoa because we uh, don't have these opportunities because they don't come around very often. And for this year going forward, we've got the Pacific Cup and then the World Cup. So we've got two fixtures. So we've just got to work with... Uh, coming into a couple of camps prior to the World Cup. So hopefully the girls are, are ready to go, but there'll be a bigger squad to work with and we'll be putting pressure on everybody to be in a position and team. It just 
going to be healthy. Fiji and uh, Samoa both very similar score lines against the Silver Ferns. Uh, what, what did you take out of that match against one of the best teams in the world? I think the girls were shell-shocked at the speed of the game. But I think it's all something they need to reflect on the positives and work on the negatives uh, in that game. And I think the experience overall doesn't come around very often. So it's all a bonus. Obviously the score lines were, were pretty uh, clinical, but um, do, you, do you think this Oceania series, this new initiative, do you, do you think there's a possibility that maybe maybe not next year, but maybe in years to come, it could be something that could be done again, be it, be it with New Zealand or be it with Australia or something like this could happen more often? I think from Samoa's point of view, I think the more we can expose these girls to this type of competition, uh, it's only got to be good for the Oceania netballers, really. And it will help netball overall is to expose these smaller um, islands to top netball competition. At the moment, in terms of Asia Championship, um, they're only allowed so many imports, aren't they? And at the moment, Pacific players are, are classed as imports. Does that restrict you at all? I guess I think Linda Wanganar in the past, has, a few years ago, mentioned that that was a struggle because there might be some players that would possibly put their hands up, but obviously it would put their position with their, with their franchise in doubt. Yeah, and sometimes it's a timing factor, like we picked up Juliana and Europe. Opu, who's played in the ANZ Cup, so that's probably been a huge bonus for us to get that experience to come into. And that was just, she purely realised that she wants to still play at the top level and to get an opportunity to play at the World Cup is only going to give her the opportunity to play further down the track at international level for her country. Yeah, and I guess from her point of view, that's something of a sacrifice in terms of, you know, uh, yeah. her, her future with like an ANZ team or something like that. Yep, quite clear on that. So, I think for us is to make sure that these girls know their commitment if they do take the plunge. Samoa and Fiji next compete at the Pacific Games in Port Moresby in July, prior to the World Cup in Sydney in August. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.